Hi, I'm the Ish Girl, and you're listening to episode 80 of In the Middle of It, the podcast where parents and teachers can find ideas, strategies, and resources for connecting with teens. Hey there, I'm Amy, also known as the Ish Girl, and I am so glad that you're with me today. Now, if you're new, welcome, and if you've been around a while, I'm so grateful that you've chosen to hang out with me again. Now, I just want to say up front, just we're still in the middle of this coronavirus quarantine, and I hope you guys are all doing well, and I'm just sending out my well wishes to all of you that you and your family are healthy and surviving the quarantine. If you're one of my regulars, then you know that I talk a lot about what is developmentally appropriate in teens. I've done a couple of episodes on it with my friend Tammy Scow, who is a licensed counselor, and I also did a five-part Facebook Live series about it for middle school teachers. I have an ebook about it, and all these are free resources that you can find in the show notes for this episode, which would be at theishgirl.com forward slash EP80. Now, I talk about developmental appropriateness so frequently because it's something that has had a huge impact on my own parenting and also how I frame connecting with teens on this podcast and in the classes that I teach. But one of the biggest ways that developmental appropriateness and knowing about it has influenced me is probably not what you would think. And that's what I'm going to talk about today. So understanding the things that are developmentally appropriate in teens has definitely helped me to reframe my expectations with them. But even more significantly, it has brought into focus some areas where I'm not showing up as the adult with my kids. And here's what I mean. When I first laid out the list of developmentally appropriate behaviors in teens, it was after a long discussion with the friend that I mentioned, Tammy, the licensed counselor. We talked about it. We made lists. We um, we really dove deep into the whole topic. And you can listen to us talking about it again in episodes 35 and 36 of the podcast. But here's that list that we came up with, just in case you're wondering. It is developmentally appropriate for teens to be emotionally reactive, to be overly self-conscious, to have insecurities about their place with peers, to value their peers' opinions over adults' opinions, to not be aware or able to voice what they feel or think or want at times, to experience increased body awareness and comparison, to be impulsive and exhibit reward-seeking behaviors, to make choices that don't reflect the values and beliefs that they've been taught in your family, to question and challenge those same values, beliefs, and worldviews that they were raised with, to lack empathy for others, to lack the ability to connect their current actions to possible future outcomes or consequences, to withdraw from challenges and avoid potential failure, and finally, to complain about their parents and feel like they're being treated unfairly. Now, all of those are developmentally appropriate in teens um, at all different stages of going through adolescence. Now, when I read through this list after we compiled it, my first reaction was, hmm, because I knew I displayed several of these behaviors sometimes. Not all of them, but enough to make me question how fully developed I am, shall we say. So being emotionally reactive, um, check. Not being able to voice what I think, feel, or want at times, um, check. 
withdrawing from challenges to avoid potential failure, um, double check. Now, you know I'm all about giving grace and compassion with myself. That's exactly what the ish girl is all about, right? Like the whole definition I have for it is one who has humorous grace with herself when discovering she's messed up or flaked out again. And boy, did this list give me a ton of opportunities to practice that. But having grace with yourself doesn't mean staying in that same place indefinitely. It's really great to understand what's developmentally appropriate in your teens because those are areas where they're growing and figuring out who they are and who they're not. But all of us, we're the grown-ups, And I knew I needed to address those areas where I was, for the sake of making this simple, um, acting like a teenager. So here's what I realized. It is my job, number one, to show up as the grown-up. That means that I need to get super comfy with recognizing when I'm in that fight, flight, or freeze mode with my teens and know how to get myself out of that mode before I work with them on the issue at hand. Also, I, what I needed to cozy up to was offering sincere apologies and making amends. Now, going right along with that one is the fact that it's my job to know what it looks like to be that grown up. And let me assure you, it is not about getting this perfect every time. It's about knowing what the ideal is and shooting for it and showing grace for yourself and for your teens when you don't hit it. And I can promise you, you're not going to hit it all the time and neither is your teen. So it's about becoming familiar with these things that are developmentally appropriate and modeling what it looks like to handle things as a fully developed and mature adult. It means not being emotionally reactive, showing up and having a good balanced response. And it means showing empathy for others and jumping in and taking risks and challenges instead of avoiding failure. It also meant that number three, I need to remember what's under my umbrella and what is not. So regardless of age, my kids' attitudes and words, thoughts, feelings, actions, emotions, and beliefs, those are not under my umbrella. I can try to influence them, but they're not mine to control. What is? Only my own attitudes, words, thoughts, feelings, actions, emotions, and beliefs. Which, again, means that I have no control over any of those things in my teens. I only control what's under my umbrella. And that factoid has actually saved me a lot of frustration because trying to control those things in others is truly a no-win prospect that is super frustrating. Okay, the fourth thing that I needed to do was to remember to continue the conversation with my teens when we were not in the heat of the moment. So here's what I mean by that. When my teens are being developmentally appropriate, sometimes it is super unpleasant. And I often need to deal with the immediate effects and mitigate any damage, which might look like redirecting them to more appropriate behavior or giving them or myself alone time to think, asking them really well-crafted, pertinent questions, etc. But it's afterwards, usually when we're doing something where we're not actually face-to-face, -face, things like driving or walking or working in the kitchen together, that's when the very best interactions happen. So after we've had time to process the previous events, 
I use moments like those to ask questions or to make amends or to communicate any hurt feelings that I've had and to really reconcile and reconnect with my teens. These are the times when I intentionally communicate to them that I love them no matter what. Now, the fifth and last thing that I need to do is to hold myself accountable for how I show up with my teens. Now, I have a cousin who, when his oldest was two years old, they went on a trip, a family trip, he and his wife, took a flight to their destination, and on the flight, their two-year-old had a really rough time. She was fussy, she cried, she kicked her feet out, and, and the story that they shared was that the gentleman who was in front of them did not handle it very well. In fact, he whined and complained the whole trip. And eventually actually said something to my cousin who promptly stood up and at 6'9 was a little bit more than intimidating, I'm sure, and asked the man, she's two. What is your excuse? So the point of the sharing that is that teens may look like adults, but they're definitely not. And remembering that just like two-year-olds, they're still in the middle of developing emotionally, mentally, and socially is a good way to stay on track with your expectations. Now, yes, obviously we have different expectations of a 13-year-old than we do for a two-year-old, but the principle is the same. You didn't get angry with your toddler when they threw a tantrum because you expected it, hopefully. And just like my cousin didn't get upset with his two-year-old for being fussy on a plane because I'm sure her ears hurt and it was unfamiliar, etc. You don't get upset with your teen in situations where they are out of their element or they're experiencing any one of those developmentally appropriate things that we talked about. So why would you, when your 14-year-old throws a fit because you've told her, no, you can't go to that co-ed sleepover, even if all your friends are going, why would you freak out and get upset with her and mad at her for reacting that way? Because you can pretty much count on her doing that. Now, does that mean that it's not frustrating? No, because obviously it is really difficult and challenging to deal with a 14-year-old who's really upset about something. I'm not saying that at all. But what I am saying is that when you hold yourself responsible for remembering that she's 14 and that's developmentally appropriate, then you're more able to show up as that grown-up that you want to be. So those are the things that I have for you, the five ways that you can really check yourself and make sure that even when your teens are not being developmentally appropriate, you are. You are showing up as the fully mature and developed grown-up that you are even if you don't always feel that way. Okay, if you want to take a deeper dive into developmental appropriateness or what it looks like to get out of a fight, flight, or freeze response, or even how to stay under your own umbrella, check out my show notes at theishgirl.com forward slash EP80 to find links to those episodes where I've talked about them. And then I also have links to an ebook that talks about what's developmentally appropriate and how you can respond helpfully in situations when your teens are acting that way versus um, what unhealthy responses might be. And then I also have a graphic of that healthy umbrella that you can download there as well. Okay, until next time, friends, from an ish girl who wishes all of you 
a wonderful Memorial Day weekend. I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together.